Welcome to the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. My name is Glenn Gabriel, and I'm a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. Today's podcast is dedicated to a topic that took me years to include in my lesson plan. Coaches always want to see their athletes moving safely on the ice. But are we actually teaching this in a deliberate way? Stay tuned for a lesson on safe movement. We also have a new resource to share in this week's installment of Coaching Tidbit. When I first took over my Little Rocks program, my lessons at the start of the season focused on teaching the most obvious technical skills of our sport, sliding and sweeping. But during the gameplay section of our practice, I would watch the kids on the ice and ask myself, why are they running on the ice? Why are they jumping over the rocks? Why aren't they shuffling their feet? Aren't they listening to us? It took a couple of years before I realized the truth. I was not teaching the kids how to move safely on the ice, at least not in a deliberate and progressive way like the other skills I was teaching. If I wanted them to move safely on the ice, I had to be the one responsible for teaching them that skill. Now, this is not going to be an all-encompassing podcast about safety. I am not going to talk about sweeping footwork or the proper way to move rocks around, and I'm not going to talk about the use of helmets or brooms. Let me define safe movement for the purpose of this episode. To me, it covers A, how the kids get on and off the ice, B, the way they move around the ice, and C, using a slider. Why is safe movement important? In a nutshell, we want to reduce the risk of injuries to our kids. Not eliminate them entirely. That's impossible. But we want to create a safe play environment for your child and every other child in the program. Also, fewer injuries means more play and more fun. Safe movement is the first lesson I teach the kids on the ice. When I take a group of them on the ice for the very first time, I ask them what they're standing on. Ice, they reply. I ask them to feel it underneath their feet. What do they notice? It's slippery. And what happens if you fall on it? You get hurt. After that initial lesson, we introduce several safe movement skills. Here are five of them. The shuffle step. When people walk in real life, they lift one foot off the ground at a time. However, in curling, we teach the shuffle step, where both your feet are always in contact with the ice, but you can raise your heels off the ice. The coaches demonstrate the movement to the kids, then we get them to practice it. Sometimes we describe it as cross-country skiing, but beware of using analogies that the kids may not understand. How many kids do you know cross-country ski? Entering and exiting the ice. When kids move from the backboards to the ice and vice versa, we teach them to enter and exit between the rocks and not over the rocks. We can make the point even clearer by explaining that if they fall on the rocks, they're basically falling into a hundred pounds of granite. You can even let the kids handle a granite rock so they can see for themselves how heavy it is. No moving backwards. We discourage moving backwards on the ice since you can't see where you're going. This is relevant for coaches because there are times when we move backward to observe the kids doing certain skills, like sweeping. However, coaches have to be role models, 
so we need to change that behavior. By the way, I'm speaking for me too. It looks bad when you fall on your butt in front of the kids. Proper use of a slider. We get the kids on the backboard and teach them how to put on their slip-on sliders. That might sound strange, but some of the kids are so young that they honestly don't know how to put their toe in a clip and pull the elastic band over their heel. Then we teach them how to get on and off the ice with their slider on. We use the short phrase, grippy foot down, slippy foot up, as a reminder. After a short demonstration, we get them to practice this, saying grippy foot down, slippy foot up, out loud. We also remind them that you only use a slider when you're sliding, and not at any other time. Finally, we need to show them the proper way to get up after they finish delivering a stone. This will depend on whether you use a slip-on or a step-on slider. The push glide. I strongly believe that every curler needs to learn how to push glide, even the smallest kids. That is, learn how to propel themselves forward with a slider on their sliding foot similar to a kid propelling themselves forward on a skateboard. At first, you get the kids to go slowly and use their broom to lean on as a stabilizer. But eventually, they learn how to put most of their body weight over their sliding foot. Kids will need lots of practice at this, and very few of them will pick it up right away. But the principle of balancing your center of gravity over a sliding foot also transfers to balance in the delivery. So now that we've reviewed some of the safe movements, how do we reinforce those lessons? You need to set the tone from day one. Safety and safe movement are important. That message is conveyed in all our communications, newsletters, emails, website, and in-person meetings. It's also made clear to everyone in our program, from coaches and volunteers to kids and parents. We've even posted some safety signs around the club. Once you've taught those safe movement skills, start quizzing the kids. Have them randomly demonstrate a skill in front of you. And never assume that they know it. Always test for it. When you see an unsafe movement, always call it out. You don't have to be angry. Just call them over and ask them why you called them over. Get them to repeat the action properly. And you can always use short phrases as a reminder, like shovel step or grip your foot down. Warn the kids and the parents that you may raise your voice if you see unsafe movement. You might even say that you're going to yell at them. Safety issues demand immediate attention, and the occasional yell might be necessary to prevent injuries on the ice. Always give a kid the chance to correct themselves. Give them a warning the first time. However, if the unsafe behavior continues, increase the penalty. For example, if they've already been warned, have the kids sit on the bench for five minutes. If it gets worse, have them sit in the lounge with their parents, but always give them a chance to redeem themselves first. Finally, it isn't just you and the on-ice coaches who are responsible for safety. Remember to use your parents and staff as extra sets of eyes. Encourage them to tell you if they see unsafe movement on the ice. The fact is, you can't see everything, so the more eyes, the better. If you deliberately include safe movement lessons in your practice plans, especially early in the season, you'll have fewer safety issues by the end of the season.
But safe movement doesn't just happen. You have to be the one who consciously and deliberately delivers those lessons. And you have to commit your program to monitoring and testing those skills. Okay, now it's time for this week's Coaching Coaching tidbit. tidbit, tidbit, tidbit. In this segment, I share a piece of coaching information that might help you in your coaching education. Recently, we talked about teaching curling strategy to kids. I want to bring attention to a Facebook group called Daily Curling Puzzle. Several times a week, Doug Wilson, a competitive seniors curler in Scotland, posts a curling strategy puzzle on Facebook. The situations come from real-life curling games, And amazingly, sometimes he gets the players involved to share what they were thinking. I wanted to recognize Doug for his work on this project. With more than 5,000 members signed up for his Facebook group, Doug is doing his part to educate curlers around the world. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at coachingkidscurling.com. You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this podcast. The intro and outro music was Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.